0: I mean, what better time than now To fire up the old anchor And get an episode of the rap show Actually, the rap show after dark on a Sunday night I am live from the new potato If you guys don't know about the new potato should definitely check it out. It's better than the old potato, that's for damn sure. So yeah, man, I'm just hanging out Sunday night. Kind of a shitty weekend after the Astros won Friday night to beat the Red Sox. They got shellacked on Saturday, which, like I said, it's a loss. Regardless if it's one nothing or nine to one, it, it, it as long as nobody got hurt. As long as your pitching is intact, well, which, you know, going into the series, not having McCullers was definitely a big negative, but nobody really uh, came out. You know, you came out unscathed except for the Red Sox egos, which, ugh, Beantown, I can't stand of all. I, I, I give it up for the Yankees before I give it up for The Boston Red Sox. I can't stand that team. I can't stand that fan base, that organization. Wow. So, you got the split. And, hey, you guys are here with me, the one and only R-A-Double-P, because two Ps are better than one. Thank you all for checking it out, for the handful of y'all that are always, always right there whenever I post something, whether it be in media or through the Houston Attic. Big shout out to everybody that's been copping the heat that I've been dropping lately at the shop. Of course, that shop is in H-Town, in the heart of H-Town. Upstairs from Club Never. My favorite hype shop and where I keep in touch with all the latest drops. He's got retail to resale and big things coming for 2022. So make sure you follow the Instagram at the Houston Attic. Not attic like dope fiends, you drug heads. Attic like where you keep all your old good stuff after you move away from mom's. ATTIC. And, of course, I'm upstairs from Club Never. At Club Never, just like it sounds. And because you're never, ever not going to find something you like, whether it's upstairs or downstairs. And you can also follow the faculty hype. And the faculty hype is basically of the super exclusive, super rare hype that is featured at Club Never. And we do a lot of great things for our community. We're, we're embedded in the culture we have been for decades combined between myself and Casey. So we're doing great things for the city. We love what we do. Uh, we hate shoplifters, we hate thieves. We hate swindlers and scammers and people that don't appreciate. What we try to bring you guys and still try to make a living and still try to do what we do to support locals, man. I'm out here at a local bar right now on a Sunday night, which is, you know, pretty new to the city. And in an area that I can see the skyline of Houston so beautifully right now. Hanging out with one of the best bartenders I know. She's actually one of the raddest people I know on this planet. And that is... My girl LL, Leslie Longsway. So we'll get her to uh, say hello to you guys a little bit later on as she makes her way around the bar. And then right across the street, there's a drive-in theater. I mean, come on, we're in H-Town. You didn't even know that it was popping like this. But I'm glad to be here hanging out on a Sunday night, making sure that we're having a good time out here. And, you know, the Astros, hey, look, Friday night was a great time. That was a great great way to get a split It was a great way to establish yourselves as the you know the team that you came into the series beating the white sox looking like that was a must that was that was if you lost game one and then you had a game two and you go back to Boston down 02 with that type of lack of momentum it's not it's it's not the same kind of Mojo, When you come out and you at home, you defend the home turf in the first game and get, you know, basically you got a split that could have gone devastatingly wrong. It could have gone devastatingly bad if if you lost game one because give it up to Dusty Baker. Uh, He had to piece it together and put it together. Uh, just to get through game two. I mean, it, it was it got ugly quick. We found out Garcia had a knee issue, I believe it was. It was definitely a, a lower half of the body type of issue. So, you know, he basically had to go and use his bullpen for, uh, you know, piece by piece. And that's one thing that you got to give up to Dusty Baker, that he knows how to manage a bullpen. Notoriously, He's an old-school baseball manager. He He's not an analytics guy. I can tell you that right now. He's going to feel the game out. And sometimes that's to his detriment. Sometimes that's not the greatest thing, I guess you could say, uh, for a baseball manager to do when there is technology and analytics. But, hey, if I'm the athlete, I'm staying as far away from technology as I have to. And uh, just to, to, to give... Whatever team we beat round by round on our way to another World Series title can't bring up the excuse and can't, uh, you know, like they did in Chicago. I mean, come on, dude. Sour grapes, bro. That That's so 2017 is when this, 2019 even. I mean, that's that's ages ago. That's pre-COVID. That's, that's a hold of the lifetime in baseball, you know, with the 162-game season the fact that they even tried to get in our heads and the, and what i love about the astros team from back before we were we were winning world series titles back when we were losing 100 games is the heart, the spirit and the soul through contract negotiations through 100 lost seasons through thick and thin this astros team has built themselves and their chemistry the right way is why i'm so excited that it's it's my team it's our hometown team whatever accusations may come our way there's no denying we got talent top to bottom we got a damn good lineup uh you know when when, when the three brothers bakery ain't bacon and they go one for 16 brantley altuve and Bregman, I mean, come on, you already know that it's gonna be, it's not gonna happen twice. Lightning's not gonna happen twice. And there's our there's our lovely bartender, LL, running drinks out for the people. Oh, uh, that's my friend. She gave me the Camel Crush. Did you give me the Camel Crush the other night? Yeah. You fucking rock. You tried to give me a drink ticket. I was like, oh, I, it. I wish I could. Thank you, Thank you, me. Me. you so much. Yeah, that was rad. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this place is rad. Oh, yeah, it is. The bartender's oh, yeah, kind of yeah. cool, too. I'm she's a eye. I'm just glad she's not in Clear Lake anymore. Okay. <laughs> <There we are. laughs> Shout out to the bartender, of course. LL at the New potato. I'm, I'm recording a podcast while I'm sitting here guarding the other bar. Yeah, why not?
1: Small worlds get
0: smaller. We're at the New Potato, ladies and gentlemen. My, my buddy Spud's out here. He's hanging out. Spud is the mascot. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, there's Spud. He's awake now. Oh no, I think he's just moving spots. Spud is the house cat here. He's the, mas- he's the mascot at the New Potato. TNP for all the cool kids. Taking a sip of my tasty beverage out here on the patio. It's beautiful. The views are amazing. I'm very happy to discover this spot. I'm very happy to be bringing you a little podcast. Just you know, impromptu, something, uh, something new. You know, just just fired up, man. You don't have to have a producer anymore. Obviously, you can tell with the volume of media and volume of podcasts, which back in the day. I've begged and begged and begged our AM radio station to quote-unquote archive our shows, which, you know, they told me sports talk is like bread. Nobody wants that after three days. It's not fresh out of the oven. And I said, well, you know what? We've got something that has preservatives in it then, I guess, if you want to put it that way, because we were doing interviews with sneaker designers and influencers before Instagram and we had you know music makers and artists and and athletes talking about their favorite music and sneakers and of course that was in conjunction with myself and our executive producer bun b and he's the h sound sneaker summit it was amazing amazing time you know when live radio still meant something we would do live am radio hey LO, what's your specialty tell all the people on the podcast What's your favorite drink to make? Um, At the an new o- potato. An old-fashioned. Oh, just like the lady herself. <laughs> Gotta love it. Fuck all the sex on the beach and B-52s and all that shit. Old-fashioned. You heard it. Come get yourself an old-fashioned from LL. That's all I can say. Uh, not much to say about the Texans after just getting... Just devastated, looking crazy bad. You know, the guy Davis Mills, your 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 backup to your backup plan for not having Deshaun Watson under center, just backfiring at an ungodly amount. It's. I don't know any other way to put it. That that franchise is just in shambles. It's in disarray. There was there was potential you know there is absolutely a fan base there's absolutely a passion LL and I were talking about that earlier today if you're not all in on NFL Sundays you're gonna have a slow Sunday during the fall seasons if you own a bar and that's not a bad thing because that's what you know sets the new potato apart I don't want to be around a bunch of fucking angry and Pissed off and drunk Texan fans after their team loses forty-eight to three or whatever. It's not. It's not a vibe, as the kids say. And so, you know, to really have that unity and look at the Astros are doing right now with a baseball team that was losing a hundred games, but that was the short term for the long term. That was what they say: the setback for the comeback. I mean that. In baseball, that has been proven time and time again, even before analytics. I mean, Moneyball was the, uh, the precursor to analytics. I mean, that's what the Moneyball movie's about. That's what Billy Bean was. He was seeing it before he had the tools, computers, and technology to manifest that into what now is called analytics. And trust me, ask Daryl Morey. You can go way too over your skis on analytics. To me, sports is is old fashioned, like the drink that LL is telling you to get when you come to the new potato. It's it's chemistry. It's seeing Correa's joy, knowing he can go get paid from any team in baseball for for ten years, eight years, and leave it to Jim Crane. And and look, I'm not one to say go sign Correa for eight years because. Here's the secret, everybody. Carlos Correa is never going to have a postseason like he's having right now and like he's had in the last five years. I hate to say it, but that's baseball for the last hundred years. Guys that go on those five, six, seven-year runs, ask Jeter. Jeter was always fighting to get back to where he wanted to be in the World Series every year. Yeah, he ended up being a 3,000-hit guy. Yeah, he ended up being a Hall of Famer and put up incredible stats, but he played an extra seven, eight, nine years like Bagwell and Biggio did right here in Houston for that one more shot and one more chance to make one more run, to do the improbable like he had done many times before. It's like our generation hoped that Jordan might, might do. Maybe in year two with Washington, like... What we wouldn't give at that time to see Jordan have just a magical run and do the impossible like we had seen him do that we never thought was possible in the first place in front of our eyes one more time because you knew once it was gone, it was gone. Once Father Time hits that triple zero on the clock, it's over. It's over. Mother Nature, Father Time, the only two undefeated entities in the universe as far as i know i mean that's just how it goes i'm facing that myself i'm getting old i'm like fuck father time hold up yeah i still got plenty more game to give plenty more great things to do in the world and sometimes man the right team chemistry it, it it's a motherfucker isn't it so hopefully the Astros are on their way to be town now. We'll we'll break down the series because now we've got to play three in Boston. You come home for two. Worst case scenario. But you left with the split. That's what you can't forget. Right here on the Rap Show. Brought to you by the Houston Attic and the New Potato TNP, as the kids say. Shout out to Spud! <laughs> we'll be right back. Stick around. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're hanging out here at the New Potato. My new spot to hang out. Look at the beautiful views of H-Town. I'm your host, Adam Rapp. the Thrap of two peas. Just like my girl, LL. Catch her at the New Potato a couple nights a week for now. And I'm sure as business picks up, it'll definitely grow and you'll see her in the mix a lot more. She is a boss lady. If I've ever seen one, Shout out to all the small businesses out there, the young entrepreneurs, the bosses in their own right. Keep on hustling, keep on grinding. We're out here to support y'all. Of course, support us right there behind the old River Oaks Theater. If you know Houston, Texas, the River Oaks Theater was a staple right there outside of downtown in the River Oaks District, and it closed during the pandemic, unfortunately, because of uncooperative, corporate, real estate, property, management companies. But, hey, you know, we fought through it at Club Never, and we are happy to still be there, bringing you all the latest heat from the street, just like we bring you all the latest on the sports beat right here on the rap show, and of course, a little bit extra. We like to bring it all together right here, sports sounds, style, and sneakers with a little bit of Adult beverage in the mix, of course, after a weekend of sour uh, sports ending here on a Sunday with the Texans getting obliterated in Indianapolis and the Astros heading off to Boston uh, with the series tied 1-1. to Of course, the Astros in their fifth, yes, fifth straight ALCS, only the third team in history to do so after the Astros spent most of their time in baseball in the major leagues in the National League. They have accomplished quite a bit in such a short period of time, whereas teams like the Yankees and teams, you know, like Boston, who were going to face in their home stadium uh, in Fenway Park uh, in the next three days, starting tomorrow. You know, those teams have a hundred years in the American League, and the Astros come in, in the last twelve years. I think it's been now ten years, maybe even, and uh, part of the Jim Crane. Purchase of, we'll talk about Jim Crane here in a little bit, him not one to open the pocketbooks up for one of your staple stars who is just as money as it comes, and talk about putting up numbers in the American League in the playoffs. We'll talk about some of the individual performances by guys now, and and who they're in the company of in in baseball history, including one Carlos Correa, who Jim Crane, the current owner of the Astros, and somebody who had. A little trouble getting his name cleared to get into baseball with some issues of not treating brown people equally in the workplace in his day job, I guess you could say. I believe he's in the custodial business. Uh, I, I, don't quote me on that, but I believe he's, he's somehow in the uh, custodial supply business or, or of that nature and was not too, or maybe it was a benefits. You know, I can't. There's some, these billionaires, it's hard to really know where they make all their billions but yeah Jim Crane had trouble buying the Cubs I believe it was because of some of these reports that came out that he was not treating his employees fairly uh equally and so uh once he actually you know came out and kind of cleared his name I guess in the eyes of baseball in the old school white man's world he was able to buy the Astros and obviously he's brought success he's spent some money but Let's be real here. We developed that talent from the draft picks that we were putting together under Jeff Luno and under the leadership of A.J. Hinch, who is, I don't know if he's going to survive in Detroit, but he had to move on after the allegations, unproven allegations until they take that title away of the Astros cheating scandal, banging on trash cans and, and sending signs via iWatches and iPads or, Whatever they claim the Astros did, uh, which I believe to this day, like I believe the Rockets would have beaten the Bulls. I thought that was smashing pumpkins for a second. I was going to say, I'm living in another dimension right now. But I'm a happy camper, able to jump on and bring you all a little episode so you all can start your Monday. i had been doing some live streams live from the Houston Attic, uh, but with the Astros' uh, uncertain schedule in the playoffs and – Actually, Instagram going down for an entire day, Facebook going down for an entire day just made me realize i got to do an old-fashioned podcast if I want to put some media out there. So this is the Old Fashioned Rap Show. That's Rap of Two Peas, as you know, live from the new potato. And when you're born with the last name rap, that's just how it goes. Shout out to my woes and my stroes. No woes here, though. I mean, the split's okay. Like I said, you you got... You got the victory. You got the better type of victory, to be honest, because the Astros technically won that ball game 5-1, to one, I think, after the second inning yesterday with a piecemeal bullpen that Dusty Baker so magically puts together. And, yeah, you're going to have the frustrating Dusty Baker, scratch-your-head type of old-school baseball calls, but I'll take that. A guy that's going to fight and claw and, and Even with the new rules of having to face three batters, you can't go righty-lefty-righty matchup anymore from your bullpen, which Dusty Baker has known for 50 years of his baseball life. The adjustment on that alone, you have to give grandpa credit for. It's like giving your grandpa or your dad credit for, for having an app or two on his phone that he's able to use, unlike my buddy Kent. Who is just a few years older than me, I believe, and is scared to download Zell. I'm like, Kent, we can make life so much easier when I'm buying your rock t-shirts. And you've heard Kent on the show before. I've done an episode or two with Kent, the OG. I think we were at Darwin's Pub one night. and Maybe live from Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles another night. I can't remember. Who knows? We've been on so many adventures, but... Yeah, the fact that Dusty can adjust to the new rule of having to keep your pitcher in for three batters. I mean, that that alone right there, you got to give the man credit for. Yeah, he might have some gaffes from here or there. But I'm pulling for Dusty Baker first and foremost. Let me just get that out there to get a ring. And not only get a ring, but get a ring as a black player and manager, lifer in baseball. With a team, not same ownership, okay, but what was I just talking about, Jim Crane, in his day job workplace? Well, the Astros, in my lifetime, notoriously didn't develop or sign black players that weren't Spanish or Dominican and, and you know, a little browner by nature because of where they're from and their, their blood and their heritage. Yeah, ask Carl Everett. Ask Bob Watson. Ask J.R. Richard. Ask any of those guys how the Astros treated black players back in the day, you know. And, of course, Bagwell and Biggio, they were they were new school enough to where they were not getting preference over black players. But Bagwell and Biggio were Hall of Fame players. So that's when it transcends color. It transcends any narrative you want to. Ryan Russillo loves that word narrative, by the way. It erases any of that nonsense when you're, when you're an all-timer in baseball because then you become a hanker and you become, you know, a, a, just a legend in your own right, and you transcended barriers. Like, Bagwell tried to get dragged into the— they tried to drag Bagwell into the, the steroid class, but, you know, hey, he still st- stood s- strong and, and basically said, hey, I, I did not involve myself in that, even though there were some ties to Caminetti. Seems like Eddie did more of that when he went on to San Diego. But I'm sure these guys are all looking for an edge, man. They're all looking for whatever makes them a better whatever they do. Basketball player, football player, baseball player, podcast host. I don't just throw media out there unless I know I'm ready to put some media out. Well, I have a muse tonight that has inspired me beyond belief and has turned my world back into a place where I want to put out content media because I'm driven and excited and motivated to do so. I've been yearning for that. I've been looking for that. I've been, oh, and I found it. Thank you, LL. Thank you. Like that is as genuine as it gets, man. And I fought, fought hard for my friendship with her. And I'm glad I did. That's all I can say. And shout out to the birthday girl Lori. We got a four-year-old hanging out at the new potato earlier on her way to the James Taylor concert. What? Yeah, she's hanging out with grandma and mom and aunt. They're going to the James Taylor show, so doing what I do. I just felt it was so necessary and I got a beautiful sunset. And I got no traffic there and back. But I left the new potato earlier, and I ran to the shop, the Houston Attic, once again. Follow us on Instagram, Inside of Club Never. And I, I I heard that she liked Minnie Mouse, and so I ran to the shop, and I grabbed a bunch of Minnie Mouse Mickey Mouse stuff, and it was just perfect timing, man. Like, I've been, I've just been looking to get my mojo back, man, get my snap back. Snap with two Ps as well. It just took two L's to do so, so... I'm doing well. I'm doing well, and the Astros are going to be doing well. Like I said, with 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 the leadership and the the mess that Dusty Baker had to pick up in a new school world when new school technology was used in an old school way. When we we steal signs in baseball, we change the indicators. I've told you all that story a hundred times. When our girls start pitching in softball around eight or nine girls can steal bases and so 101 as soon as we start them in that first season of that age group we teach them how to slide and we teach them how to pick up signs at third base from your coaches so that if we have to change the indicator because the other team is what stealing our signs Our girls will be prepared to do so in the third inning if we have to do it on the fly. Imagine boys playing baseball. I'm not saying it's any different than girls playing softball at that level. But by the time they get to the pros, it sucks that girls can't make millions in a pro league that's supported to pay the bills, to have a league that pays girls millions to play softball. But maybe one day with the girls like, Franny and Coco and Rory Rapp. Shout out to my littles. But in a world where men get paid millions and sometimes hundreds of millions, often hundreds of millions of dollars, you take that getting the edge and and knowing signs and, and doing whatever you do to win, to get championships, to get more contracts, to get more eyes on the team, to get more ad revenue, to get more millions in your bank account. If technology allows itself to be used and yes okay abused but not on the books not by any rules not by anything that had been set in the last 125 years of major league baseball guys are gonna get an edge people what do you think the whole steroid 90s decade was about that the previous commissioner of baseball bud selig turned a blind eye to and actually allowed up until a point when it got to be Balco and guys getting to be you know, the size of buildings hitting home runs that were standard 500-foot home runs, hitting 70, 72, breaking records, you know, breaking those old-fashioned, old-school records that baseball does not like to give up easy. And it was steroid-enhanced because there was no technology. So now the, the, the ball stay in the ballpark. Pitching has come back to relevance in the game. And guys had to find new edges. They couldn't get around getting tested for steroids randomly and being put out of baseball for 50, 100 lifetime bans in baseball. You can't. So that's when technology allowed itself. Just took a sip of this tasty beverage made by my favorite bartender in H-Town right here at the New Potato. We're going to take a break here in a second, go inside, check out How the bar's looking, I know some cats were finishing off their weekend strong inside, having shots, old school shots, but if you're going to have a beverage here, have an old-fashioned from LL. She will serve you up right, and we're serving up the sports talk right tonight. Beautiful view of downtown Houston at the New Potato. Man, I I don't even want to give it up like that, because you know how these spots get. It'll be packed in no time where the OGs can't even get in. Get to the bar and get a drink. So I'm going to enjoy it while I can. YOLO. Bringing it back. 2022 is around the corner. 2022. I had a radio career when we were worried about the millennium, 99 to 2000. Yo, just just think about that. I was already doing radio. Started in '97. Shh. Whoa. Whoa. All right, well, hey, let's look at this Stroh's three-game series in Boston. Basically, it's the best of five now, coming out of a split here in H-Town. And then you come back for two more, if need be, as we see some of the food trucks pulling out of the drive-in theater. Yes, drive-in theater in the shadow of downtown Houston. That's, that's my kind of jam. But... It's it's gonna have to just be a team effort. I mean, there's nothing more you can say about a, t- a a staff that doesn't have your ace, especially in the playoffs, who elevates his game, Lance McCullers Jr. Lance being out, and now Garcia, you know, who was nowhere near a playoff ace, but serviceable starter. He he gave up a yak in the first inning, which became a yak in the second inning, down eight nothing. And came out of the game with a leg injury. But other than that, you're pretty healthy in your bullpen. You've got an offense that can carry your team three games in a row. You can score runs late. This team is probably the most patient at the plate, at-bat by at-bat team. You saw the other night. They still chipped away. I mean, you got Yuli. Who, when Yuli's going, Yuli is one of the best hitters in baseball. Oh, by the way, American League batting title at 37. Shout out to the old guys. That's the best case scenario because you had a 1 for 14 performance, I think, or 1 for 16 performance from Brantley, Altuve, and Bregman. Bregman getting one of the only meaningless hits early in the game. And then you had guys piece together some runs and got some hits and, you know, did some things that you need to do in all seven games if you're going to win this series. And so anytime I see this Astros team do those things, even if it doesn't turn out to be the win for the early game in the series, think about the the seven game series against the Dodgers, y'all. There was no doubt in your mind going into game 7 the way the Astros had handled themselves even in the losses that they could do what the Astros do and play good team baseball for 9 innings even if you don't even have a defined closer you can make things happen you can you can spark 3 4 runs and all of a sudden you're 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 one grand slam away like they were the other day if they would have you know really I think knuckled down and buckled down and and tried to get back in the game, but it was such a weird game with the stoppages. You know, you had a a starter for game four—I'm sorry, for game three—who had to go 80 pitches, I believe. Yeah, 80 plus pitches. So now you got to do it all over again, and you got to piece it together. But you're not winning championships. That's with any sport in any team, y'all. I've been around long enough, and I've four-plus decades on this planet as a diehard sports fan. You have to have adversity in every angle, in every way, throughout the long playoff series, tournaments, championships that you have to go through, whether it's March Madness. You, ha- you can't lose. You have to win every game to win a championship. Baseball, you have seven games, you know, five games early. Basketball has gone back to seven games. But it really shows that, you know, aside from the one and done, but the series is you're going to see little things in wins and losses that you don't like, you like, that you think this team is going to be able to replicate repetition. Sports is all about repetition. It's all about the – The We know this team is going to do this. Now, certain players might come up short in big moments every once in a while, but Correa, what Correa's doing and Altuve's doing, as I mentioned earlier, are now in the top three all-time in the American League as far as playoff numbers go. Home runs, batting average, hits, RBIs, clutch hits. Carlos Correa's got like 14 of his 19 home runs, 18 home runs, have Seven of those, I believe, will come in the seventh inning or later. Jim Crane, what the fuck are you doing? It doesn't get any more clutch than that. Now, I don't believe Carlos has 10 more years of that in him. But just the fact that we are tipping our caps going into the playoffs, Carlos could have easily checked out and not had pride as a baseball player and and just balled out one more time for this team in this city. He could have easily just coasted through and still been talented and put up numbers. But you see that he comes through when the team needs it. And to humble himself and still and, and, and shed all of that drama and all that contract bullshit and all that free agency and Jim Crane not wanting to pay long term for a guy that brought you a championship and has given you five more shots five years in a row along with number 27 who I saw firsthand through the Hunter Loss seasons, when I was covering for seven ninety and seven forty a.m., I was covering the Astros because nobody else in the media wanted to go down there, and and see a losing product on the field. And I mean, yeah, for the for the big series, the guys would show up, and it was a joke because the guys that were there in the fucking dog days, we didn't get didn't didn't get uh, the the love we got when we were there during the uh, Tuesday nights. When Altuve is hyping the guys up in August, you know, coming out of the shower after losing seven to one, that's championship blood. That's that's real baseball, love, passion. It's amazing. So that's why I think these next three games, it's a game by game. No cliche. It's a game by game situation. It's got to be. I try to remind myself. Like something something. I try to remind myself too, LL. That it's it, it. The Astros are gonna have to do this at bat by at bat, inning by inning, game by game. Three days in Boston. Come out of there. All you need to do is win one at home. You get two out of three there. You're looking good because then you got you got that breathing room, man. You come back here. You saw the crowd came alive when we scored our first run. I think second run. The crowd, as if it was nine to eight. No outs. Base and load at the bottom of the ninth. I mean, come on. That's Houston for you. They might not be, you know, every night, every game, every, you know, home, home, middle of the week game in, in July. But you know when this team starts showing that championship caliber, that championship chemistry, this this city's going to get behind us. So I'm excited. Uh, I, I hope they go and they, they at least fight. Like they've been fighting through this whole thing, the accusations and the, she was, she was you know, the Tampa Bay uh, fiasco, you know, not really getting our feet, our, our, our feeding under us, our feet under us, our footing under us, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. And, and now it's, it's, it's best out of three now. And then come home for two if you need to. Well, let's go, Stros. I'm ready. And uh, I, I'm going to do more of these. I think I'm going to be around the new potato a lot more. I, I love the vibe. It inspires me to do this. And, yeah, well, no need to waste time on the Texans. So we'll call it a wrap for tonight. Make sure you follow us at the Houston Attic, at Club Never. And I will check in with you guys throughout these three days in Boston. But I hope it's not a massacre. That's for damn sure. We got that out of the way. Let's just buckle down, do what we do. Astros baseball, y'all. Let's steal it right back. And uh, what do we like to say at the end of each one of our episodes? A little thirty-minute diddly right here on a Sunday night at the New Potato. That's a wrap. Peace. Oh yeah. Honestly, it's like it was so. It was crazy to me because I thought
1: people like didn't give a fuck where people were like. They were like, "Where's your next
0: episode?" It's about. You're exactly right. It's about the quality of listener versus the quantity of listener. You want people that are engaged in your content, and the quality, obviously, of the recording is key. But the technology and the the AI of that is advancing so fast. But
1: I, like, I get
0: for- some of the most clearest, like cleanest recordings off of what we're doing right now, off the Anchor app. Welcome to the Rap Show live from LA, everybody. <laughs> I'm Adam Rapp, your host. That's <laughs> Rap of Two Peas. Why is that, Vern? Why is that? This is the catchphrase of our show. Vern, why is it?
1: Okay, but uh, do you know what my podcast was called? What? Is called. I'm not going to speak in passing. Oh, yeah. Is it's called. It's called Slightly Saucy. <laughs> <laughs> For two reasons. Okay, One, tell because them. when you're saucy, you're drunk. Yes. Two, when because you're I used to say too much sauce, because a lot of people are too much sauce.
0: And guess what? I'm from the city of Soswaka,
1: <laughs> right? And the sauce Brothers, like... Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm so honored and so excited <laughs> to introduce you guys to Vern, <laughs> fellow Virgo. Virgo... <laughs> I call her Vern the Virgo, but she is an aspiring podcast host and creator. She's a content creator because we've already created like three, two hours of content just hanging out that we didn't record, which is always, as they say, the best best content you ever have. But I just said, let's fire this up right now. And so slightly saucy is so cute because you can also be like saucy like sassy, you know, like you can get real with it sometimes. And that doesn't involve alcohol all the time, says the guy that used to get sauced doing his live AM radio show. So so what? Okay, first of all, what was your inspiration to even start creating the content? Aside from other creators, just what did you want to add to what is now a market that is very flooded, but I think if you do it right, you can stick out like a diamond in the rough.
1: Because I always have conversations with my friends that, like, I don't know, I feel like so many people are so dead. Like, there's dead personalities, whatever, you know what I mean? And I feel like I have conversations with my friends that... Sometimes I'm just like, damn, this is a good conversation. And I feel like I talk to people like to my friends all the time and I'm just like it's just it's a good conversation and so many people enjoy the conversation and the more that I recorded and the more that I recorded it and posted it people were like that's funny as hell and especially in my single life okay yeah I'm not in that life anymore
0: oh, <laughs> once again I gave
1: up but
0: a lot of that,
1: yeah. Especially during quarantine, during COVID, I had a lot of like crazy a lot of crazy times with people that also had crazy lives. Like cops showing
0: up at your apartment? Yes.
1: And like weird ass like dating instances and yeah. shit like that.
0: Yeah, you you it out. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And I was like, I was like, this is a fucking hilarious thing. And I need to share it with
0: the world. And then people right. would hear it and they're like, there's no way this happened. And I'm like, no, it actually happened. But- well, the irony is you were creating content during that time. I was reflecting on content that I created long ago that I forgot about. Yeah. And going back, that's why I told you. And like Gabby said, ladies and gentlemen, she's joined the party. She's now at the table. She is fucking turned. <laughs> She is so ready on a Sunday night to get (laughs) turned. Hello, my name
1: is Gabby. I'm at the table. That's
0: Gab Gas. We'll call her Gigi for short.
1: Full of gas, full of gas. Gab Gas
0: Triple M on so much gas, so much gas.
1: You wouldn't believe. Oh,
0: and we're not talking pink taco gas. We're talking that gas, gas, y'all.
1: Yeah. So I fired, I fired
0: up the Anchor app, and I said, "Let's create some content since we're all together. We're having a fucking rad night." They're oh. not
1: gonna be able to hear any of this because we're at a loud. Oh, assembly. you'd be Hi. surprised. It's <laughs> gonna be loud.
0: See oh. that negative attitude is not gonna <laughs> get, <laughs> get you anywhere, young Virgo. I'm sorry. It's no, listen. <laughs> Shockingly, that that episode I was showing you that I recorded the other night was at the bar I was telling you about, and it comes out so much better than you imagine. I mean, obviously, you know, you have to huddle in a little bit. It's not the greatest. if we had mics and stuff. But compared to what I had to work with in in live radio, the ISDN box was this big that I had to carry to the bar every time we did a live show. Plug it into the phone. We were laughing today at Diamond Supply. When I broadcast there, the first time, we ran a phone cord to behind the register... Before they expanded, it's beautiful now. But it was half that size in like old school skate shop. But Tyler, the creator, ran it. I'm broadcasting back to Houston at our hub on 790 AM, which is still FCC-regulated. You can't cuss you can't. Tyler runs it before Big Odd Future. They were the blockheads. Grabs the mic, goes, "Pussy!" <laughs> and runs out the door of Diamond back up the street. Oh, I drove my golf today because even the shot went from Odd Future this big where they were like, what up, OJ? You know, I had to go over there and see him. I couldn't believe they had opened the store. I couldn't believe. But I heard Goldie and the fact that fucking uh, Terry, what's his name, the photographer. T- uh, they kind of got me too, but they kind of didn't. <laughs> Terry, Terry Nichols. He, he shot Miley, he shot...
1: got me too.
0: But, but he was doing a fucking uh, photo shoot and Odd Future came in and, and bum-rushed the fucking... and filmed their video for Goldie, which is my favorite Odd Future song because everybody's on it. Sid the Kid, Earl, everybody. Before, you know, everybody kind of got egos and shit. It's the purest Odd Future because that's how they used to roll. But... We were so insignificant. Diddy and Cassie also walked in later, and I said,
1: "Cassie, <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard oh that my in my God. God, right?"
0: But at that time, she was queen of diamond. Yeah. And oh my God! The fact that Nicki was doing the second collab, I have the original poster in the shop. Like the original, she signed it. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like all like off on her like that. But I love the fact that like she was a businesswoman. Like the fact that Diddy recognized that. Okay. Well, yeah. So right. He recognized Whether she favorite. had a career or not, it wasn't about that. It was like she she bossed up to what all these dudes down here back then were like.
1: Yeah.
0: Not in, in lust. Right. Power.
1: Respect.
0: Respect. Yeah. So, Jenny mm-hmm. walks in. Why I go. So, hard
1: for
0: a so, do you know Rude Jude? Rude Jude from Shade 45? He used to be on Jenny Jones back in the day, which was like a trash daytime. He's like my homie. I He's on Shade Room
1: now?
0: Okay. No, Shade 45 is Eminem's Sirius Satellite radio station. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I go... Wait,
1: what? <laughs> yes! Oh my Good god! You. Yes! Okay, I remember that shit.
0: Yes. So Jude, yes. he used to do a segment where he would fire up all the black folks from Detroit and shit. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why Em loved him. That's why Eminem... Yeah. Eminem was a trailer park kid that watched Jenny Jones. Oh, yeah. So he hired Jude and Lord Seer, who's a... God love him. He's a rotund, 400-pound DJ from New York that just has all the jokes. Typical New York DJ. So putting them together was beautiful. Drive time. Oh, my God. I forgot about Shade 45. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Well, Jude's still there doing his thing. Yeah. So Jude told me he'd come to an hour with me you know, on my show and then later on in life he, he, he wrote a book about up to that point called Hummingbird his Houston book signing was at my first store that I opened so you know all that matters
1: yeah
0: it's all it's all why we do what we do why we have a passion for it You didn't get paid shit for years on J45 cause there was no budget from Sirius because they were trying to figure out like do we give it away free or do we charge right Nightmare, which
1: I feel like XM That's a big pivotal moment with radio, though. But they picked—they
0: picked five people. Howard Stern was first and foremost, obviously. He—he left like Ski did, and I did, because fuck that, we're too valuable for y'all to be like nickel and dime us with the sponsors, y'all. But I feel
1: like he's very like sellable. Like Howard Stern was very like. Not niche, oh, like for I feel
0: sure. like. Yeah. It was, you
1: know. But he so
0: also. Marketable. No, no, you're so right. Yeah. He took the marketing into his own hands. When I got hired on Clear Channel, I told him, "I've done the sit in the cubicle and be talent guy. When you want to do both, you have to sell yourself in the beginning."
1: Yeah. Well, I I you was, can take advantage
0: but, of. Yeah. But I was established. Yeah. With, I had Bun as my co Yeah. And they were all about it until they actually had to go out and sell it. Well, our sister station at that time was 7.40 a.m., right, right wing Texas Republican Radio.
1: Oh, make a killing in Texas.
0: Rush Limbaugh, Uh, Sean Hannity, but they bring in in Texas, oh, yeah. so they don't give a fuck about me yeah. and my hip hop sports show.
1: Yeah. So, I make, I so I had to make. Own, just... So I had to make my
0: own. I had to make my own way. But I had, yeah. to, I was there. Like you and Warner Brothers, don't give up because of a shitty boss. Because he's Live a on. shitty person. I'm gonna
1: get paid more than him and be higher up than him. You, he's will, be like, you,
0: <laughs> you will be noticed for your for everything about you. Yeah. Right. That's the yeah. test.
1: Ultimately, it's
0: all the same whether you're tested in somebody you invest 18 years in or you're investing your time to advance in what you want to be doing. Nice. It sucks, but the perseverance is the payoff. You'll get the Post Malone interview burn be- I
1: know, I really managed that test so I can't tell you how many people I've met that are like, oh, I've come across Post Malone, and I'm like, you're going to be friends, news, friends, with his photographer, and I'm like, you're going to be on E News with the red carpet interviews, and you're going to be like, yeah, I know, I <laughs> Oh my God, hey, we just played last night. But see,
0: you, but you'll <laughs> be more gangster if you're not. If you get it when you're not, and and look, you have to yeah. be there. I had to do the red carpet shit. You think I wanted to be in the red carpet with all these Sea Crest motherfuckers? No. But guess who was staring at me yeah. amongst all the clothes? All of them. And the athletes the would important- all come to me and be like, yo, you got fucking Nike Easy's on? Where'd you get those?
1: Well, if you can tell that you're like a genuine person who gives a shit about what you're talking That's about, itch. people are going to come to you.
0: Not the like, you don't- I'm here to make money and sell and stuff. And then you look like a fucking exactly. yeah. like. When Kanye walked into TMZ, I-, I was done with Kanye forever. I'm sorry.
1: You mean gay? Whatever the like fuck is he is, the
0: guy that would throw his wife under the bus to remarry her to start off a tour, yeah. fuck you, fuck you. The guy that
1: I like his music, but I made him on the person, There you go, me too.
0: When he fucking put Drake's personal business out there on some, I'm having like Drake knocked up a porn star. Okay, his bad,
1: That's but not like, shocking. but Wait, like he, he, he said. Mama? The porn yes, no, but new Did school. Well
0: but new school.
1: The redhead. But he's a good dude.
0: He's a good dude. He he
1: dines I, at my restaurant
0: a lot. I know him. I love him. If, if if he has to act that way when he's in public, I'm sorry if he ever shined you or something. But I know him like from the young days. Like people trip when they see him like my daughter's pictures and shit. They're like, the reason I'm at my shop now is the old partner. Agreed for me to move in upstairs. Jealous guy. Terrible guy. To get a Drake follow. Because Drake follow. Then I told him Drake wants to buy a pair of Travis Scott one-on-one Travis Scott shoes that this guy bought in Vegas. For, Drake
1: wanted to buy them. Was it early days? Listen, Chubbs,
0: <laughs> Chubs, who is Drake's right-hand man, is like he's the guy. There were Travis Scott and Kylie, Travis and Kylie posted a picture. Travis had brown Jordans on, Kylie had purple Jordans on. Back in window. No, no, no. That
1: I, the media. I hate that, I hate
0: it all. But that pair was in our shop downstairs. Chubbs, Drake manager, and right-hand man wanted to buy them for a $5,000 profit. So the guy that said he wanted me in the shop to get the Drake follow wouldn't even make $5,000. Out of pride and ego and sick like, yeah. I'd you. rather keep yeah. these. Uh, so, words? Do
1: you want anything? I'm putting it's it's band-aids in
0: on on my feet. the are putting band-aids in what? On my foot.
1: Don't okay. I look so gross. Do you okay.
0: have psoriasis? No, I've just
1: been walking in heels.
0: Do you have heels on right now?
1: Yeah. I'm, not I'm not sure. Look, uh, they're a little bit big, so my foot is sliding is in them. Is this band a hack? No. But it'll get me through the night. So oh. Don't let nobody look.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Right here on the rap show. If you're having Ow. problems with your heels or your boots... Boyfriends, girlfriends.
1: <laughs> them days the if, and day. if, if,
0: those, if those dogs are barking, bust out some mayonnaise. Yo, these
1: ham hocks are not doing well. But
0: the irony about... My affinity for Gabby is my biggest, grossest freakout in food world is mayonnaise.
1: Really? Tell you me know why. I... Wait, wait, you know wait. why? Wait. Eighth
0: grade, yeah, St. We're... Thomas More. Okay, you know. I'm already mad. I, I know you are. I don't want to trigger you. But, Mine was St. Mary's. St. <laughs> Mary's was the And Peninsula
1: Catholic. That was good. Cool. Ooh, high school. High school, yeah. St.
0: Thomas High School is mine. I went from St. Thomas more to St. Thomas Ooh. No escape So listen Oh and by the way The guy that got pinned for the most uh, Molestation In Texas Was the theology teacher at St. Thomas High School no, the Where I went theory. And I went to pilgrimage in Israel yeah, During Christmas yeah. And he tried He put one And I go Get your fucking ears off me but I was drunk on cherry stock in Israel, too, my sophomore year. Where is he now? And I carved a fucking... In jail. Oh,
1: there and I carved And I
0: carved a fucking... I fell across with a hot... My best friend's an pro surfer. His name was Beto. Shout out, Beto. Uh, he's a big white surfer. But he and I went and bought switchblades, and we hit on girls that had machi- machine guns because they have to carry them our age. In Israel, if you're in the military, you have to carry your... So even if you're at the club, yeah. imagine you went to a club and you had to have your
1: partner. It's like dancing,
0: it's like, I'm sorry. And then you look over at the guys that have them too and you're like, oh, I shouldn't hit on her.
1: Yeah. yeah. At 16. Back okay, anyway, mayonnaise, so,
0: mayonnaise. Back to mayonnaise. Yeah, so eighth grade, St. Thomas More. <laughs> my girlfriend, Nicole Smith, broke up with me for Chris Hogan, who was my arch rival. He was the worst.
1: Oof, Nicole's are the worst. The, That's oh, my middle name. But, but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Veronica Nicole, I you, the, the you, fucking worst. That you've suffered that adversity. and you
1: <laughs> I had,
0: my middle name is Rice. The worst fucking Rice. Okay. name ever. Rice is my middle name, so Uncle Ben's forever.
1: Veronica Nicole, huh? like, she's gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. And her boyfriend's from San babe. Pedro. Fuck, ah, I'm dead. Is. <laughs> Veronica Neville is the big I'm going to be
0: sacrificed tonight under <laughs> Honestly, a bridge in East Nicole LA. Nicole Veronica, oh, like, what a God. fucking
1: cunt. Anywho. She always but the shit. fact you're a Virgo, I, I love you. <laughs>
0: like, that's the beauty of that. What's your middle name? Gab?
1: Gabrielle. It's probably, like, Marie. It's you Gab. Your middle name, name is Gabrielle. I go by my name.
0: What's your first name?
1: It's Irish. Oh, tell me. <laughs> Aaron. It's Aaron. I'm
0: at, <laughs> but spelled E R I N. Yes, that is the
1: female spelling, everybody. Well, the see, male my, is
0: A A R. I Francis has the male spelling because I like the I better. Wait, don't say that. Because any kid that I have,
1: I'm naming them a male name, but it's gonna be spelled. So weird. Rory, I thought was a boy. I like boy, that
0: too. My baby. Yeah,
1: love that name.
0: I thought she was a boy. I was like, there's no way I'll have three girls. That's just God. My like, first karma, kid's whatever. name is
1: going to be named Austin, but it's going to be spelled probably. we are going to do, that. do it's like Austin. If, why? She's going to phonetically A-U-S-T-I-M. be like A U S T I N. No, I love like Austin or Ryan. No, it's spelled like
0: Austin. A U S T I N. No, it's going
1: to be A U S T I N. Austin O-U-H-N is a male name. If they're a girl, She's it's going to be like A U S T. She's going to do A H H S. No, gonna, it's gonna be Austin. It's
0: gonna be Austin. Time out. You just sound like Kristen Wiig. She does. Just kidding. Just
1: kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding.
0: Just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. Just, just, just,
1: just, just, just kidding. Oh, Jillie. Jilly? Oh my God. Drew Barrymore. She hates her.
0: <laughs> <bars>. <laughs> hey, you want to hear it? <laughs> 1995.
1: Don't ruin this for me. Starbucks coffee comes to
0: Houston, Texas.
1: Wait, but Drew, what was another name that no. I was like, not Drew. It was another name that I was like, I, was like, I would name my kid. <laughs> that you filmed know, me. What name? Lattes. Lattes. Sunglasses. Playboy. That's all I gotta say. Wait. Say again. Lattes. Sunglasses.
0: Playboy. Lattes, sunglasses Playboy. I said, I
1: said... Or what? I said, I said, or what? have
0: to do with 95 and me and Drew
1: Barrymore. like a yeah. good
0: year. Oh, okay. Year, mile of was no, born. I think
1: born. lately I was like, I would name my kid Drew. Yeah, that
0: was just Let's see.
1: Like, Drew, uh...
0: Yeah. Wait, hold on. Drew Sparks? Right. No, what's No, what's the other
1: name that I would? Like, carry Drew Carey. Drew Carey.
0: Where did I spend my 30th birthday? Who's line is it anyway? girl, where did I spend my 30th birthday?
1: Vegas. I drove from San Diego
0: with the co inhabitant of my life now to go see Bob Barker before he retired on The Price is Right. Wow. And I got to ask him a question. I go, Bob, why did you become vegan?
1: So apparently, he lived, In a crowd of he a lived next to my ex boyfriend. Oh, well, what did he say? Well, in a crowded bunch of
0: red-blooded fucking Midwest Americans. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to hear that question. But I knew he was, and I knew he okay. always. Yeah.
1: When, I, it. when yeah. I skipped okay.
0: school, I was watching Price is Right. Come on. Oh
1: Yeah, a dollar.
0: I ate a white chocolate fucking candy bar before I came. I was blasted. And you know what my shirt was? I had to make a shirt. Vote for Plinko. Because in 2005, vote for Pedro very I relevant I met
1: John Hater we did yeah Drew high. Drew was oh. on my list oh. Drew everything drew I say
0: you list. have a story about and you we're gonna create content that's gonna blow no. people away I'm moving to LA and we're that's it let's
1: do it I'm breaking
0: you up with your drew boyfriend Drew is on my list oh, Housewives
1: of Atlanta who? what? Drew the girl Drew yeah. I don't even know stop you
0: know. that I don't,
1: know. We're gonna I don't be remember her either I'm telling you yeah, right. Right.
0: I'm telling you yeah,
1: right. Right stop it i want to start the podcast so bad Burn. Burn. i think we do better I was, if i was part of it i'm Burn. only saying that because i'm selfish
0: i asked coco today on the, on the facetime verified by jonathan brushing teeth i go if i move to l.a will you guys come out here and spend summers
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know
0: what, you know what coco said i want to she come said, now no she was, i want to come now It's so cool, there's so much to do all the I've time. lived here, though, like throughout the years. It's so wild, like, I'm so comfortable walking down the whiskey road. I'm so comfortable walking down,
1: you know what I mean? Like, the
0: fact that y'all are here for that same fucking reason.
1: We're like new here still, I feel like. It makes sense. But if
0: I don't, if I go on what I think y'all are gonna do and shine me and reject me at the bar and eat taco, this doesn't happen, but when you fucking laughed when I asked you a question about her having a daughter, your response, I'll never forget her. I'll never forget. It, I said that it's was the last on. person that would
1: have a child. You know me. You know me.
0: But you you are yeah. such a spirit of a child
1: That's so funny. that I yes. love that even more. Which is why I don't need a child.
0: I'm no. Already a child myself. No. I would not be happy if you had a child. But if child I had a kid, right now. they'd be cool
1: as shit. That too,
0: I know cool. that too. So if <laughs> I had a kid, I already thought the you cool did.
1: Both of y'all. I, would, I would <laughs> thought your kid, both of y'all did. I'd be, I'd be like, like, stay away
0: from Gabby. I would give your
1: kids so much sugar and red gold and be like, go back to mommy. And like, they'd be that up. I'd be like, so no, so stay I'd away from daddy. I'd Gabby. be like, like, I'm the cool son. I'd be like,
0: <laughs> okay, girls, let yeah. me take the yeah. kids to the park.
1: Right? And you all be like,
0: are you going to kidnap my kids? And I'd be like, no, I want to go play. Right? Fuck y'all. Oh my god. And he'd be like, oh my
1: god, he actually. If my kids didn't go for retreating, reading, I
0: would be dressed <laughs> as well, being <because> like. <laughs> Time out. Time
1: out.
0: out. When she walked out to put my backpack in the jeep.
1: Greatest. I love Harley Quinn.
0: Greatest Harley Quinn I've ever seen, sitting in front of me right now, ladies and gentlemen.
1: How did I know that? How did I know that? Why? Because
0: she typed y'all's Instagram into my phone. Oh, you
1: saw it? Well, I tagged y'all. That's me.
0: Why Warner Brothers didn't give you a fucking raise right there?
1: I am doing what for sure. Stop I love her. She's the best. I
0: hate Jerobado as a joke.
1: He's the worst.
0: Thank you. Um, okay, we're good.
1: But Margot Robbie is the best in everything.
0: Why don't you go see who tagged you in a photo recently? Oh my god, I hope it's Margot. Can I tell you something else? You know what you know it. Emily Blunt? You don't like Emily Blunt either. I like her. She's ever She's
1: Emily Blunt. Okay. What?
0: Me, Emily Blunt? Yeah. I'll take Margaret Robbie over. I'm no, I, well, that's, yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, either one, I'm fine. But you're the greatest Harley Quinn I've ever seen. Ever. I'm going
1: to puke. That's the nicest thing
0: ever. Ever. Who tagged you? Who tagged you? I don't know. I don't
1: see any of the tagged photos, but I know that's you. So I'm
0: following, request requesting. But it's because you're private. I don't see it. <laughs> oh. oh, you're, you, you tell me. I'm public.
1: You're I'm, private. So I can't see.
0: That's a thing now, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back on the rap show. We're going to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) The greatest Harley Quinn ever is sitting in front of me. And fuck you, Margot Robbie, because that's not you.